you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Superstars on new teams. Odell Beckham Jr. to the Rams. Cam Newton returning to the Panthers. We will break it down all morning long. I want your thoughts. Hit us up on Twitter. It fuels our show at GMFB. Our show is fueled and presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City. It's Friday. We're feeling good. We've got a great slate of action for the second half of the regular season. It is well underway. Week 10 is here. And it all started last night. My name's Kay Adams. Thanks for choosing us this morning. Peter Schrager, Kyle Brett. We have Nick Mango. Hey, Nick. What's up, Nick? Morning, morning. All right, let's get you a tired lead block and some highlights for breakfast. Let's go to South Florida. The Ravens are just going to come out and run all over this Dolphins team. Hold on. Any given Thursday night. Lamar Jackson from Pompano Beach, Florida, returning home. There's a lot of Florida players in this game. Not a lot of scoring. Jacoby was got the start. Of course, we followed it all day because Tua was banged up with the finger. But then Jacoby bangs his knee up. He's going to go into the tent. You hate to see this. Justin Houston brought him down. But guys, guess what happened? Tua came in the game. And a guy we didn't think was going to play, a guy we didn't know if he could take a snap, just beat that man on national television, 22 to 10. Wow. Nobody had this except for maybe the gentlemen and the women and the people in the Miami Dolphins organization. Let's hear from Tua. Yes, Tua Tagovailoa on not starting the game, but coming in and getting a win. Take it away, Tua. I'd say I was ready, but, you know, that's that was Flo's decision. That was his call. And you just got to be you know, supportive of the, the next guy up. So, you know, just try to support Jacoby when he was in because, you know, every time I'm in, he, he does the same for me. You know, we beat a really, really good team. Uh, it's a tough team to beat, but, you know, the guys are happy. You know, they're, they're sore, but at the end of a win, you know, nothing really hurts. So, feels good. 
Yeah. This team looked a little bit like last year's Dolphins team. They were flying around on both sides, uh, and I continue to be impressed with how Tua Tungabailoa handles himself after just 15 starts in the NFL. Uh, we bring in Ian Rappaport now. Ian, big win last night. Mess. Odd situation with Miami's quarterbacks, though. What went into the decision made by Brian Flores? Yeah, it ended with quite a leadership moment for Tua Tungabailoa and a big win on national TV, but how they got there was a little windy. So let's start with the fact that Tua entered this game injured. He has a broken finger, broken middle finger on his throwing hand. He warmed up pregame, was close to getting there, but Brian Flores, the head coach, just did not feel like he was 100% and he would not be normal Tua out there. So they went with a fully healthy Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett plays the first half. It was okay. He got banged up a little bit, hurt his knee, and then he was also not healthy as well. They said he was cleared, could have gotten back in the game, not 100%. So then it was a choice of with a stagnant offense, a not 100% Jacoby Brissett, or a not 100% Tua. At that point, it was much more of an apples-to-apples apples decision. Brian Flores won with Tua Tagovailoa, who was not himself. The ball didn't look like it had everything on it. Couldn't maybe make all the throws, but certainly could do enough and could lead this team to a win. So now, obviously, Tua uh, expected to start the next game. Maybe got a little banged up on his finger, but he said he has time. The unquestioned starter now for the Miami Dolphins, Tua Tagovailoa, coming off a very big win last night. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Ian, for the updates there. We'll have you back in a bit to talk Odell to the Rams and all the fallout, what it means. But the AFC is a mess, and it's largely yep. because of this. So let's break it down at the table here. Shrakes, what do you make of this upset win to kick off Week 10? Great win for Miami, but I'd be very concerned if I was a Ravens fan because this thing all lined up for... Bad team in their building. We're going to run it down their throats, and it was everything but that. I, I'm watching this game last night, and you wouldn't know who was 2-7 and seven and who was 7-2. and two. Mm -hmm. Miami, what they do all season on defense, what Brian Flores does, they're going to lock you up on man-to-man -man outside, and they're going to send the dogs. They're going to blitz. Baltimore knew that, and yet they could not stop the blitz all game long. Lamar Jackson under pressure. Lamar Jackson looking for something, and there was no relief. The offensive line could not protect mm -hmm. for him. He couldn't get away. He was sacked four times. Dolphins were in his face. And then I'm like, all right, is this a reason for concern? Is this something with the Ravens? Is this just a great Dolphins? They played an overtime game against the Vikings mm. on Thursday night that went late into over, I mean, on Sunday, yeah. late into overtime. They had 98 offensive snaps. They lost key players on offense and defense. They have to have 72 hours where they don't basically practice at all and then have to go out there and play in a football game against professional athletes who are, who are fired up outside of their own brains. So, like, this might have just been a one-time deal, but, gosh, we're talking about are you the best team in football? That's the league. you got to play Thursday Nighters. Are you the best team in the entire league? And they're losing to the Dolphins on national television. And they looked sort of like they lost to the Bills last year in the mm -hmm. playoff game. Mm -hmm. We were like, come mm -hmm. on, let's, let's click. And it just never did. Mm -hmm. He was under pressure, couldn't find anybody, and he was demonstrative on the sideline. And even that couldn't get it going. A little concern for the Ravens this mm. morning. Even if it is just a bad night, you hate to see it when this team is supposed to be the team mm -hmm. in the NFL. You know, I look at it and I say this was a great game for Miami. They came out and they won. And what I saw from this team was, like I said yesterday, they have heart. They're going to keep playing. They're going to play. They're, they have pride. Um, you saw it, Tua coming in. You know, that leadership playing banged up. It was a great one for them. Obviously, the Ravens just laid an egg. But that's Thursday Night Football. Like, mm -hmm. sometimes that just happens. Because, like you said, we're going into... 72 hours, you have no practice time. I, I just don't, I don't, I'm not ending the Ravens season. Yeah. I think it's still fine. Um, and I'm, I'm going to write this one off, but I, I just, 
I was more impressed with the Dolphins than I was disappointed in the Ravens. Uh, well I, I, I don't give anybody a pass for Thursday night. I know it sucks, and I know the players really have a tough time with it. I watched the Packers on a Thursday night with Devontae Adams go to Arizona and win on the road. Like, that's just what it is. You got to win the Thursday nighters. And I know it sucks, Nick, and I know I feel you, but you got to win. Um, Tua had a great night. I feel great for him. I feel great for Miami. But I want to talk about that guy that they drafted in the 2020 draft, and we've all been talking about. Of course, I'm talking about Robert Hunt. Can we get into this? I liked that moment a lot. And Robert Hunt, Big Bob Hunt, like you are now a national slug. You are this week's Mike White. Welcome to the national media. You are the big Mike White now. I love you, Robert Hunt. Raging Cajun, awesome play. Uh, I'll say this. It's a beautiful mess, the AFC. The Titans now can create separation uh, in a big way if they beat the Saints on Sunday. And then, of course, what's going on in the AFC North? The Steelers beat the Lions. They're in first first place. Yeah. Let's go. What? Does anybody want to win the AFC North? Mm-mm. Let's go is right. And let's bring in Ian Rappaport. He's joining us once again. The wait is over, though. Odell Beckham is headed to the Rams in L.A. How did OBJ end up there? That's right. Odell Beckham Jr. joins a very star-studded Rams team, uh, a very star-studded receiver group already. Only adds to that he gets a one-year deal worth up to $4.25 million. So what it is is $1.25 million essentially in base salary, some in the signing bonus, and then $3 million available in team-based incentive based on the playoffs and how they do. No individual, uh, no individual incentives for Beckham. As far as how he got here, it took a little bit. He had at least five teams making an offer for him. In the end, though, it came down to the two teams he really targeted from the beginning, the Green Bay Packers and the Los Angeles Rams. And the Rams had their offer, I just mentioned, up to $4.25 million. He liked that it made him have the opportunity to get back the $3 million he gave up when he finagled his exit from the Cleveland Browns. The Packers had an offer for the minimum. That's it. That's all they could do based on where they are salary cap-wise. Had the Packers up their offer, maybe he'd be in Green Bay right now, maybe. But the Rams, specifically the Rams players, did a great job of recruiting him, and Beckham lands with the Rams. Jalen Ramsey is like ahead of all of these things at all times. Thank you so much, yeah. Ian. Talk to you in a bit. Who else was ahead of it but Peter Schrager? Yeah. This was, Peter yeah. uh, because you said the Rams, you laid out your case. What do you, how do you feel? I knew McVay has always lusted after Odell Buck Beckham. This goes back to when Odell was on the Giants, and the, he was a rumor of possibly being traded from the Giants, and the Browns offered too much. The the, the Giants weren't going to trade, turn down anything, but Sean always has had his eye on Odell, and it was actually several of the players who called him, but McVay got on the phone with Odell Beckham two days ago and basically laid out the plans. We're going to go four wide. We're going to be in 10 personnel. Wow. We're going to get looks. We're going to bring you in here. We're going to go win a Super Bowl. Like, let's go do this. Like, what are we doing? Do you want to go anywhere else? And Maybe get more touch. Who cares about that stuff? This is for you to win, and it's literally it's a rental for now. And if they can go in there for eight weeks and Odell can feel comfortable, the other wide receivers were a concern. Like, how do you tell Cooper Cup and Robert Woods? You know, I'm sure. At one point, Jalen Ramsey was on FaceTime recruiting Odell Beckham, and I can tell you this knowing it's a fact. And Odell said, you know, what do you think about the receivers? And Jalen Ramsey at the facility took the FaceTime into the receivers room where they're all sitting there, and he puts it into the room and says, guys, Odell's here. Do we want Odell? And they're all like, yeah, Yeah, come on, let's go, let's go. Wow. It it was that clear. Like, these players, so Vaughn Miller, who hasn't played a down yet, was very big in the recruiting of this. Jalen Ramsey was huge in the recruiting of this, and Sean McVay was huge. And at the end of the day, Odell is sacrificing some touches and maybe some, I'm the number one guy, but he's joining a team made of stars that has now doubled down, doubled down, and doubled down again on this season. They're going to be fun to watch. We'll see how this goes, but there are a lot of personalities in that building right now. McVay loves Odell. 
Loves. Loves. Those young offensive coaches crush hard. Some teams, good teams even, have no one they can put on the billboard. Like, we just don't have a marketable star. We have nothing. Can we just take a second and just look at the 2021 Rams billboard? Coming soon to the 405 freeway. This could be to Tinseltown. This could be a great Ocean's Eleven. Everybody's cooking. Everybody's hot. Or it could be one of those like pathetic Gary Marshall movies like New Year's Eve where there's 500 people in it and you have no semblance of a plot. I got concerns, but right now it is very exciting. And Nick, it's just a lot. It is a lot. And I think this is one of the big reasons that the Rams moved to L.A. They have the star power to say, All hey, right. why don't you come out to L.A.? Odell's coming to L.A., I think, for L.A. Okay. Right? I think the, the idea that he could win a championship, that is huge. But for the idea of being in L.A., the opportunities mm-hmm. it presents, mm. you're not getting that in Green Bay. He was going to get a lot more touches in Green Bay, you know, and he wasn't apparently not going to get paid as much. But you're not get, you can still win a championship in Green Bay. Sure. But you're not getting those opportunities. So mm-hmm. I think L.A. was kind of the bright light for Odell. With Odell, I think that's the question. What do you is winning enough? Many a young starlet have gotten off a bus in Hollywood <laughs> with all kinds of dreams, <laughs> and need, it's going to be great. Holly Shore at the bus Yeah, and then they get right back on that bus, and is then they go over the hill. They're doing different movies. <laughs> Are you rooting for oh. it or against it? Because I think that's where the, it's like the league is split, right? Y- yeah, I, the, this Nick. We've talked about this this week. I think the players see Odell differently than fans and media. I think players are like, that's our guy. That's a superstar. I don't think he's been a superstar for a few years, and I think the hype is, is, is overhyped for him. Is, am I right on that? Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it has right. been. Uh, but I think the idea that he's coming in and he could be that spark, the guys will accept it until it goes bad. We're all feeling good on this Friday. Week 10's officially kicked off. Congratulations to Dolphins fans everywhere on securing their third win of the season. There's a great slate of games coming to us on Sunday. What we like to do to get through as many as we can, Nick Mangold, mm-hmm. is play a little round of Mad Minutes. 60 seconds on the clock for the three of you to spit out the thing you're most excited about or questioning in a oh. given matchup. All right, we're going to start with the Saints. They are going to go to Nashville. They're going to take on the Titans, who, of course, are tops in the AFC. What has you excited? Eeny, meeny, miny, Peter. Yeah, uh, the the, the Titans, we were like, what's going to happen without Derrick Henry? And something happened. Their defense showed that they're really, really good, huh? and they're going to travel and play well, and they're going to be really good at home, too. This defense is as amongst one of the best in the league right now, and it starts up front with Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry and Zaniko Autry, but Kevin Byard's been a, a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. I look at that Saints offense. It's not your A guys. Mm. It's not your big guns. It's going to be a lot to do, and against a really good Titans defense, I just took 35 seconds. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I think the Saints defense led by Demario Davis is going to be a factor in this game. Okay. Crush the Titans. Done. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Look, Peter, when you get a topic as saucy as Titans defense, you take your time, okay? I wanted Odell to go to the Titans. I'm disappointed. I think he went to a place that was fun and popular and he's not really needed. I think he would be needed in the Titans because they are reforging this thing overnight. You know who I want to look at this weekend? Julio Jones, it's time to superstar. It's time to raise your game. It's time to be Julio. They did not get Odell. If you're going to pass through this thing with the Derrick Henry injury, we need Julio Jones to be Julio Jones. It starts oh, this week. we got to get Kyle those brightest star sunglasses yeah. for Julio. I, I love know. it. The Titans looking to go 7-0 and undefeated this season against teams that made the playoffs mm. back in 2020. Mm. So they've played that. some monsters. Yeah. All right. It's an AFC East Divisional showdown. We've got the Bills and the Jets. They're playing in East Rutherford. What are we looking for? Oh, your old stomping grounds. Oh, the old stomping grounds. Oh, I'm yes. looking for the tailgates. Okay. <laughs> yes. Big one. All right. I want the one to be good. I want to be out there having a good time. And I want to see is Mike White the real deal? 
Okay. Is he? I don't know. We're getting a return of Magic Mike in this Magic game. That's Mike. very exciting. And that's very scary maybe for Buffalo. The dirty little secret about this game is that the Bills have won it, of course, recently because the Jets have been struggling. But the Bills always struggle against the Jets. Like, the mm-hmm. Jets play them tough. They play them scrappy. I'm talking about the last four times. And the Bills are coming off the worst performance of the McDermott-Josh Allen era. Mm-hmm. I actually think this is a very scary game for the Bills. Get up early. It's, it's funny because you say that, and I think of last week where it was like, all right, they play the Jaguars and yep. the Jets. And it's like, all right, good. Coming off the bye, Jaguars and Jets, Bills will be on their way. They got their butts kicked. They lost 9-6. 9-6, to and they got beat up doing it. Jets are the same type of deal where Jets are coming off a Thursday night game where they've had 10 days Ooh. to prepare. This is their Super Bowl. They're playing this Super Bowl contender in their building. And I think Nick Mangold might be at the tailgate. Is that true? Yeah. Or is he just throwing it out there? No, of course. You'll okay. be there. Yeah. Okay. Really, really? Uh, of course. How You're going to be smoking? Uh, meat, I mean. No, no, I'm just going to be traveling around. <laughs> Oh, okay, cool. Say hi. That's my vibe. Okay, Uh I might join you out there, Mangold. Uh, The Bills have had the weakest schedule in the league this season, guys. The opponent's winning percentage is 3-7-7, and that's before this game against the Jets. So we'll see. Bills need to show us something. Washington hosting the Bucks in a rematch of last year's wild card game. What are you looking for? Kyle's looking at his notes like, ah! Yeah, you know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for Heineke versus Brady. Here we go. Let's run it back. Part two. Hell of a game. (laughs) Part two. The sequel. Part two. Hot shots. Um... Time for the Bucks to hit the stride. Let's go. Last year, they hit the bye, did not lose a game again until the water parade. They had the bye last week. Everybody's wounding on about the Rams right now. Tampa Bay needs to come out and go, hold on. We're the champs. You can get whatever fifth receiver you want. We are the Buccaneers. I want to show this weekend from Tampa off the bye. Yeah, the, the, the thing that's weird about this game is that it's not the same Washington defense. Something's wrong. There's a great disconnect. Yeah, whether it be weird. Jack Del Rio's not connecting with these players, whether Chase Young has taken a step back, whatever it is, They've got the worst pass defense in the entire NFL. I would look at the Buccaneers, and I would look at Tom Brady to light it up, Mm. do his thing, Mm. and I don't think this game's going to be as close as it was in that playoff game. I'm going to get both these teams coming off a bye. Uh, Right now, 6-6, and all teams coming off a bye. Mm. So right, 50-50. Who's going to step up? It's going to be the Buccaneers. But are they going to be able to carry that through for the rest Mm -hmm. of the season? That's a good question. Tom Brady, 1-2 in his career against Ron Rivera-coached teams. We'll talk about a former Ron Rivera-coached team and the Panthers, of course, adding a quarterback to their roster. We've got more news and headlines. We'll check in with Will Selva. But how about the Falcons? They're going down to Dallas to face off against the Cowboys. Peter, what are you looking at? There's this guy, Matt Ryan. No, you talk about him. (laughs) Did you know? Did you know? I also think Randy Gregory not being there for the Cowboys is a major piece of news, and it's kind of being buried with all the Cam Newton and the Odell Beckham stuff. Like, Gregory's a really good pass rusher, and it was him, and it was Dexter, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, and it was Micah Parsons. Well, Lawrence and Gregory aren't there anymore, so they might be losing a big part of their pass rush, and I don't know if the Cowboys' defense is going to be the same as it was the first few weeks. I'm looking at Dak and Zeke. You need Zeke in both of them going. He had that bruised knee, didn't play as much last week. Is he going to get the ball rolling? Is he toting the rock? Get that offense going. That's how they win the game. I'm looking at the Cowboys record, and it says 6-2. and two. That is a great record. So why do I feel like they're fighting for their lives? It's a really <laughs> strange thing. Why do I feel like there's an air of desperation on a 6-2 first-place team? Because there is. Because all of the things that come home to roost that you're concerned about, McCarthy, and you're concerned that maybe they were a little overhyped, and you're concerned about the scrappy Atlanta team. I feel like if Dallas loses this game, it's the sky is falling. Like, I think this is actually a massive game for Dallas, even at 6-2. and two. Well, he thinks Falcons will win. I know. Peter called a shot earlier. She'll say it again. I think the Falcons will beat them this weekend. Yeah. I think Matt Ryan Ryan knows Dan Quinn's defense. Uh-huh. And I, a lot of reason for concern the way they came out last week in Denver. That was a flat game. Yeah. And that's alarming to me. This will be a fun game because these Falcons games are very close games. Uh, the mm. Falcons have played six straight one-possession games. They're four and two over that stretch. So they'll keep it close with those Cowboys probably until the end. We've got much more to get to. Cam to the Panthers. Odell to the Rams. Highlights from last night.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. That's right. Happy Friday, people. It's time to give you the five best fantasy football values. These are the plays I think will help you get to over the edge in week 10. There's some bye weeks. We hate them. Uh, trade deadline's coming up. So let's start at quarterback. Carson Wentz. I had him on my waiver list. I'm doubling down over the last four weeks. Carson is the second highest scoring quarterback in the whole league. He's coming off a brilliant performance against the Jets. I think he keeps rolling this week against the Jags. Their defense has been top 10 most generous. They're in the holiday spirit already to the quarterback spot this year. Next up, Jets running back Michael Carter. There's two Michael Carter to talk about the stud running back. The rookie, I know the matchup is rough against the Bills, at least it looks like it is, but he has proven that he will be a factor, win or lose, because of what he can do in the passing game. Over the last three weeks, he's averaged 110 total yards a game. What more are you looking for? Get him in your lineup. He has seen 8.3 targets per game in that time as well. If you have him, get him in your lineup. All right, week 10, here we go. Raiders receiver Hunter Renfro. I also really like Derek Carr this week. Renfro's been the number one target in this depleted receiving core over the last two weeks, racking up 17 targets over that span and posting double-digit fantasy points in each of those two games. So I think he has to be in your lineup. He's got the Chiefs secondary. Will they improve? Hopefully. They looked a little bit better, but I still think they're very exploitable and a great matchup for Hunter Renfro. Another receiver for you, Emmanuel Sanders. He's put up double-digit points now in five of his last six games. He's on track for his first 1,000-yard season since way back in 2016, and he's facing a Jet secondary that is really banged up. He's an oldie but a goodie, and he's ranked as a wide receiver four I think that's disrespectful I think people are sleeping on him in daily I'm absolutely expecting Emmanuel Sanders to have a big performance this weekend and finally at tight end 
Dalton Schultz. I don't think anyone expected him to be third on the Cowboys and targets going into this year, which is sort of wild. But he's been heavily involved in the offense week after week. They like to put up points. Uh, and he has racked up double-digit points, by the way, fantasy-wise, in six of his seven games with Dak Prescott this season. I feel like at the tight end spot, Maybe you'll get 50 yards, maybe you'll get a touchdown, one or the other, but to perform on a consistent basis is really unusual and doesn't happen. And that's what Dalton Schultz is doing. I think you have to put him in against this Falcons defense. All right, taking a look at our full list now. This is my top five values for week 10, my gift from me to you. Last week, not the best week, but I think we're going to get it going here. Michael Carter, a brilliant play, tough matchup. You're definitely, you know, zigging when daily fantasy players are zagging, trying to avoid that Bills matchup. Hunter Renfro, Emmanuel Sanders, Dalton Schultz, and then Carson Wentz as my quarterback. I do like sneaky Derek Carr, though. We do this every week. It's a great way to cap off a week of football. We bring in our good friend, Mm -hmm. our old colleague, Nate Burleson, who is now joining us virtually via the set of CBS Mornings. Mm -hmm. Nate Burleson, good morning to you. What's up, Peter? Looking good, man. How you doing? Doing great. And we want to talk to you because there are some pressing things going on, not only in the NFL, (laughs) but on our show. Okay, All week we've been burning to ask you this one. We posed the question... After a fiery segment with LaShawn McCoy, would you rather compete in a reality <laughs> dancing show or a boxing match like Frank Gore is doing with Darren Williams? And that somehow took this crazy turn into Kyle suggesting I could fight a celebrity. Thank you. Who's my age? Who's my height? And the name Drew Brees right. came up. And Kyle said okay. he's willing to take on Drew Brees in a celebrity boxing match, which we put to the viewers. <laughs> Who do you think would win, Kyle Brent or Drew Brees? Impressive. And Overwhelmingly, the viewers have sided with Kyle Brandt kicking the butt of a former Super Bowl MVP. Nate, there's a lot of things going on in the football world. A lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> this is the number one priority for us. Would Kyle beat Drew Brees' butt in a boxing match? What say you? No. Not at all. Just because Kyle has been lifting and he's been drinking peanut butter protein shakes and he's wearing these extra Mm -hmm. tight medium shirts doesn't mean that he actually Mm -hmm. got blows. If it's Kyle and Drew Brees and a celebrity boxing event, come on, get your triceps off the screen, bro. Take it easy. This isn't a frat house. I'm going with Drew Brees, all right? (laughs) So I I don't care what Kyle thinks he's doing or how strong he is right now. I'm going with the Drew in the boxing match. All right, the Drew in the box. I like that. Okay, so Kyle, Drew Brees just came up at the ether and Kyle. Yeah. Let me ask you, Nate. Okay. All right. Which celebrity athlete would you feel comfortable squaring up against? Uh, Tough guy? Uh, all right. Yeah, I know. This is going to be the most ridiculous take ever. Mike Tyson. I want to fight Mike Tyson. Not all Mike what? Tyson, though. Not like, you should see everybody in the studio. I said Mike Tyson's name. Everybody's like, wait a minute. Nate tripping now. Yeah. Um, no. I say, I say like Mike Tyson right now because I saw him in the ring with Roy Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know he still got that mm-hmm. pop. And I got a bird chest, so he can cave this in easily. I just want to get in the ring because I want to get hit by Mike Tyson. I'm not saying I can beat him. I'm just saying I want to get in the ring with him. It's more that I respect Iron Mike. We'll clean you up with a sponge. They was like, like, nah, Nate's tripping. (laughs) Nate, it's great to see you. We have some big stories to talk about Odell. I'm not sure if you heard Kyle Brandt's take at the breakfast table. Uh, He's with the Rams now. Did he make the right choice, and did they make the right choice? Well, Odell made the right choice because he has has a quarterback that can get the ball to him, and they spread the ball around, regardless of what people think. You know, I feel like 
Cooper Cup is my midseason MVP. Um, but, you know, you're going to a place where Matt Stafford knows how to spread the rock. Uh, you know, even when he had Calvin Johnson, he was still able to get the ball to guys like me. So you don't think that Odell's going to go there and get the ball. And you know what? I would disagree with something that Kyle said. You know, Kyle said it's been two times and it's been two quarterbacks. He's shown his true colors. Really? What has he done in Cleveland? Like, has Odell stomped his feet and, and pouted and whined about not getting the rock? And if you want to bring up him not being at practice, that was the coach's decision. That was the team's decision. Tell him to stay at home. We all took it as Odell didn't show up for work. Odell hasn't come out every single game and said, I need the ball. Throw me the rock. Regardless of what his dad posted with the video of him being open, regardless of what other people are saying, if LeBron James is tweeting, Odell has kept quiet. Not relatively quiet. Quiet. So why are we blaming him that this didn't work? Now, I can be realistic and say they targeted him the most. He didn't have a 100-yard game. He didn't have a touchdown. Yeah, Odell is at fault, but it's not his complete fault. This is everybody involved. A good player goes to a good team, and they don't yield the results. That is on the wide receiver, the quarterback, and the coach. So for him being with the Rams right now, yes, and I know Kyle will appreciate this after me dogging him, this is like the Avengers. Like, they have everybody they want now. Sean McVay, he's Iron Man because he's smart and he has the technology and the money. We know his contract. You have Matt Stafford. He's Captain America. He's quiet, but he's going to lead you. Uh, you have Von Miller, who like you it. brought over. He's War Machine. You know what I'm saying? He still can do his thing. Aaron Donald, mm -hmm. he's the Hulk because when he gets mad, he's unstoppable. Jalen mm -hmm. Ramsey, Spider-Man. When the ball's near him, he's, he's going to intercept that thing. Um, and then Cooper Cup. I was thinking about it. He's White Panther. Um, so for all of that, these guys have built the perfect team to take down who? Thanos Brady. This is all good. I know we're celebrating the Rams. Got everybody. But can they beat Thanos? And that's Tom Brady out in Tampa. Great job, Nate. Beautiful point. And that can <laughs> they beat Tom Brady? Nobody knows. We also saw Cam Newton yeah. sign a deal to return to Carolina. Are the Panthers on the yeah. right on the playoff bubble right now? Do you believe that Cam can get them there? You know, I, I feel like this is Cam's last stand. And, um, you know, I, I feel like Cam is going to make this last stand his best stand. And, you know, there's an excitement building having Cam Newton back. I saw the Panthers. They posted, you know, a homecoming picture of him. Big smile on Cam Newton's face. Uh, I think we're all thinking the same thing. Uh, I think this is Cam Newton's last stop as a starting quarterback in the league. And I keep going back to that podcast that he had with I Am Athlete, and he said, I'm, I'm not the 33rd best quarterback. I'm part of the 32. So this just proves right now that Cam Newton isn't a backup. Um, he still can be considered one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the league. And for what it's worth, if you're looking at what they have on the roster, even if Sam Darnold was your starting quarterback, I would go with Cam Newton. With takes on a Friday morning, I, I'm still just absolutely reeling from the, the Cooper Cup Marvel analogy. It, it is a long, winding path from eastern Washington to Wakanda, Nate. But that was really, really well done. Not many have walked that path. Um, yeah. Brett Michaels on the show. Uh, poison, if Rose has its thorn. Nate, you take pride in knowing yeah. that love. kind of music. I get you. Um, I know of you course. watched The Rock of Love back in the day, too. Um, and I also yeah. know you will watch pretty much anything yeah. that's on television. With that bandana? Yeah, your mango juice yeah. and vodka. Yeah, the bandana. Um, so I asked you a question we posed on Whiteboard Wednesday. What is the most underappreciated reality show of all time. The Patriots play the Browns this weekend, by the way. Go ahead. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, I'm going with um, Eliminate. Do you guys remember Eliminate? Yes. Hell yeah. Eliminate yes. was the most disrespectful <laughs> dating show. So you got one dude with, uh, I believe it's three or four girls, and they're all trying to get this dude who, let's just call it what it is, if I can say this. He was kind of a... 
you know, a jerk. I, you know, I don't I want to use another word. Okay. But yeah, like, sure. and he gets to Alpha choose Hotel. these women, and then they flip the script, and it'd be one woman and uh -huh. four dudes, and they're like, nah, like, you should date me because I, I think you're awesome, <laughs> and like, we should really kick it. And, it's, and we, we look at this for 30 minutes, and then finally they pick each other. I think this was actually the first Tinder. It was just a reality show. If I'm not mistaken, tell, correct me, I know you've eliminated, they would get on the bus, yeah. and they'd be like, you're voted off a bus. Yes, the they'd all come onto the, the bus and off yeah. that. I remember that. Wait, wait, wait. Was that, was that fifth week? Though I feel like that might be too real. Nate, come You're on, I know good. my reality show. Uh, Roger Lodge. Too good, Nate. It's one of the only things we haven't done on this show. Some yeah. sort of dating show vibe. Limited. Yes. Nate, you still got that fastball, baby. Well, uh, well, well, Kay, what are you saying? Dating thing. You don't never tell us who you're dating. You want to talk? You want to tell me right now who you're dating? Kay, what's going on? No, I'm not. I'm just saying that's the only thing we've never done on these crazy shows. All right, Nate, we love you. Go away. We love you. You can do it while he's in CBS. He can ask you that, right? He doesn't have to deal with the commercial break. Thanks so much, Nate. Kay's like, we got to go to commercial break. That's what they're telling me. They're yelling at me in my ear. Love you. Love you too. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Week 10's officially kicked off. The Dolphins get a big win at home against the Ravens. More upsets to come. Great slate of games coming up on Sunday. Let's break some down. It's called Mad Minute. 60 seconds on the clock. The guys go around the table and spit out. You're, by the way, really good at this, man. Yeah, you are. Succinct. Like, to the point, let's go. The Browns, they'll be in Foxborough facing off against the Patriots. You mentioned that matchup to Nate Burleson a bit ago. What are you looking for, though, Nick, in this one? In this game, I'm looking for this Browns defense to come out and really rattle this rookie quarterback. I said yesterday I don't like rookies, and so I think Miles Garrett is going to have a day. 
Okay. It's a great call, and I think there's so much in the quarterbacks of this game. Baker and Mack and Baker Mack, and it's great. I actually feel like Miles Garrett is the most important player in the game because he should absolutely destroy this rookie quarterback. The Browns should be offended that people are picking the Patriots in this game, and Peter, are you one of them? It's a very a strong time, possibility that the Patriots win this game, beat Atlanta on Thursday, and then are suddenly in the midst of a you know, five-game winning streak, mm-hmm. the hottest team in football, mm-hmm. and we're devoting mm-hmm. weeks to the show to Patriots football, the mm-hmm. resurgent Patriots, is Belichick coach of the year, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you got to take care of business here. Really small nugget. Patriots organization, back in 2018, doing the scouting and stuff, they really like Baker Mayfield in the draft. If he had not gone number one, there's a chance. Even with Brady on the roster, they were going to trade up and go and get Baker Mayfield. They didn't. Let's see how they can dissect and destroy him this week. Oh, man. It's well said. Uh, the Browns have not w- beaten, guys, a team in New England since 1992. The Seahawks look to face off against the Packers at Lambeau. What are you looking for in this one? Peter. I don't want to do another no. impression of the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, but no, I think it's if Rodgers is out there, it's like, here we go. These guys have played Rodgers and Wilson eight times. The home team has won every single four and four. time. Four and four. This is the tiebreaker here. I'm very curious to see how it goes. Rodgers is in. It's hard not to think the Packers, even losing last week, hung within six with Jordan Love. I think the Packers are going to be coming to play. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Seattle's defense and what they're going to do. You know, depending on whether Aaron plays or not, it doesn't matter because the defense has to stop all the other problems that Green Bay brings to him. So Seattle's defense needs to bring it up, elevate their game, and we'll see if they get the win. I remember I got to talk to Rodgers a couple of years ago, and I said, do you have a rival? Like, do you have a rival? And he starts going to this thing about, you know, Stafford in Detroit and all the times we played. I go, no, 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 that's not it. Can I tell you who I think it is? And he goes, you're probably going to say Russ. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows what it is. And I think there's a reluctance, maybe, to get into that because why. some of those games have been weird and they've been on the short end. And he's 4-4 four and four against them. That's not a Rodgers-like thing. I would just ask the Seahawks, too. Are you, in, are you interested in getting in the playoffs? Because there's going to be a seventh team in the NFC that gets in that's going to have a terrible record. Make it be you. Uh, you said that he's 4-4. Four and four. They face each other, like you're saying, eight times. The home team has won every time okay. between the two. So that's sort of weird. This one, of course, is in Green Bay. Finally, the Chiefs head to Sin City. They're battling it out against the Raiders. It is Sunday night football. What has us excited about this one outside of Hunter Renfro being my sleeper? <laughs> being the sleeper. Hunter Renfro. Uh, the big one for me is can Patrick Mahomes on primetime find his groove again? You know, I think it's just he's been hurting. He's been trying to do too much. Like, just step back. Let your playmakers make plays. And uh, go out and get the W. Okay. Worrisome loss by the Raiders last week. Losing to the 2021 Giants to have a lot of faults and a lot of injuries. I I worry about the Raiders in general. Like, they've been through a lot emotionally, and they've endured, and they've risen up. I wonder if eventually that wears you down. And I'm sure they don't want to hear that, and they want to play through that. But I did not recognize that team last week. Let's see if this team has some character. Interim coach, it's tough to do. And here's the elephant in the room. The Henry Rugg situation is terrible on every level. He also is their deep threat and their number one wide receiver. Important and player. if they're going to play in these games with the Chiefs, you need to have a deep threat. Last year they went into Arrowhead and it was Henry Ruggs, Ruggs. Henry Ruggs, Henry yeah. Ruggs. He's not coming back. So let's see if Zay Jones can step up. Let's see if Brian Edwards can step up. But the Raiders offense did not look good last week and they didn't look good without Henry Ruggs on the field. Mm. This is why it's, I'm bummed out they didn't go all in for Odell. Mm. Like if they got Last year, what, were they 5-2? and two? Then November came around and they imploded. Don't let that happen again this year. And it might... I mean, I don't know. They can't let that happen again. This is a thrill for us here on Good Morning Football. Our next guest is one of the best wideouts of his generation, one of the best wide receivers of all time. He's a Super Bowl champion. Let's welcome to the show former NFL wide receiver Andre Badman Rising. What's up, man? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning. 
It is such a cool morning to have you. You're, you're, you're making it a little brighter and sunnier on the set here. You've got a new book on the way <laughs> called Wide Open, which follows your incredible journey from Flint, Michigan to NFL superstardom. Tell us a little bit what we can expect from this book in Wide Open. It's a great book. It's an inspirational book. It's about faith, being resilient, having failures, and also having success, and, and then learning how to find yourself and you know become a, a great husband, father, coach, mentor. You know, And that's what it's about. We all live and strive to be successful, but things happen, maybe not the way you wanted them to or when you want them to happen. And so I just felt it was a great time. My feet were up under me. You know, God has been great to me, blessed me with a great family and a great situation. So I just felt, felt it was time, you know, and that was all I, felt, I always felt like I was always wide open. Yeah, you were wide open a lot. And that's because of the route running and the ability you had. You got those Packers flags behind you. But gosh, I think of you as an Atlanta Falcon. You were a superstar Falcon. You were a cultural icon icon there, four-time Pro Bowler, an All-Pro. When you reflect on your career and your place in that city, in that time, what comes to mind of you with Dion and all the guys down there in Atlanta? It was an awesome time. It's an awesome city. I've watched it grow from um, the early 90s all the way up until now. People in the city of Atlanta have done a great job, not just the Atlanta Falcons, but the city overall. I'm dealing with, you know, all the way from civil rights movements all the way to now with Black Lives Matter. I've always had a special place in my heart for Atlanta. Yeah. It was an awesome time, man. And Dion, Dion is one of my great friends. You know, we were just young fellas just trying to be great players. And I think it's a great game today. I just don't want these young fellas to get caught up in the two, three hundred million dollar deals and, and not forget that you always want to be the best player you can be and be the greatest that you can be. And so as long as that passion stays there, I've always been a fan of the game and always will remain it. But we were we were trying to be the greatest. We just didn't want to be good. We wanted to Deanna, Deanna and I wanted to be great. Yeah, speaking of greatness, uh, congratulations on the Hall of Fame nomination. Mm -hmm. I think that's fantastic. And sticking with the Falcons, <laughs> the 2021 Falcons are currently 4-4 four and four and right in the mix in a loaded NFC. What are your thoughts on the 2021 Falcons through nine weeks and how far can this team go? I tell you what, it's, um, and you know just as well as I know, you guys, you get to the playoffs in those first eight weeks and then try to win more home games than you lose home games. And um, you'll find you're some. You'll find your place somewhere in the middle of the pack come midseason, and I think the Falcons have a chance. It's all about staying healthy um, and special teams. Those two things, I think, go unnoticed uh, a lot. You got great leadership in the quarterback. He's been around. I love Ridley. I love what we did with the offense as far as, like, you know, taking more shots downfield, taking opportunities that way, too. So I'm looking forward. I'm very optimistic about him, and trust me, I got millions of Atlanta fans that uh, call me every other week and, and give me the stats. <laughs> well, your stats are unbelievable. And, and, and also unbelievable, there's a time in the 90s, Andre, when the coolest thing you could do, too legit, too legit to quit. And you were, that was the cool thing everyone was doing in the streets. You and Dion were in the too legit to quit video with Hammer. Yeah, and I know yeah. you're close with Dion. I know you said you're friends with him. You guys had some battles now, Andre. When he went to San Francisco, he came back to Atlanta. Yeah. Looking back on it, how would you describe those matchups and your relationship back then with Primetime? He's one of my best friends. He's the, I, I don't even want to use the word friend. He's, he's my brother. True enough, mm -hmm. everybody's seeing us battle. We battled in college, we battled in the pros. Um, but also the respect. He knew that I just had one sight in my eyes and that was to be better than Jerry Rice. I knew he had one sight in his eyes and that was to be, to be better than Lester Hayes. And so um, wow. we practiced so much. We watched so much film uh, behind closed doors, you know, to become the players that we were. 
And uh, I'm just so excited the fact that we both became coaches in our post careers and uh, he's doing very well. But the competition level, man, uh, it was unbelievable. Mm. I, I believe in, in, in five years, I might have scored 50 touchdowns for the Falcons. I retired top 10 all time in every category pretty much. That was because of Dion mm-hmm. and, and, and being able to <laughs> being able to practice with him every day, being able to have somebody in the locker room with the same level of intensity as far as wanting to be great. I think that's very crucial in the NFL locker rooms. You know, you got to have somebody that wants it just as much of not more than you. And that was him. Andre, so happy to have you on the show. Nice to see you. You played in Kansas City, so I want to ask you about the Chiefs. You were there for three seasons. Right now, we're missing this Patrick Mahomes explosive offense that we're used to seeing with him <laughs> at the helm. They're only averaging 12 points a game over the last three weeks. What do you think they need to do to get back on track? You know, he's such a talent. He gets out of the pocket. He uses his feet to make plays. He makes other people better around him. I watched the last couple games, and I just think he's, he, he might be pressing it. He might be trying too hard. Let those uh, great players that you have around you, let those coaches that you have, let them continue to be great. You know, Andy Reid is an awesome coach. I won the Super Bowl. Uh, we were on the same team at Green Bay. And uh, Andy, Andy, Andy has always been... Uh, great with quarterbacks as far as the highs and the lows. And I'm quite sure with Patrick's uh, talent, he'll bounce back. I'm not worried about that part, but the part that can get away from you is your team can become dismantled in the locker room um, when you start to lose games that you think you should win or you you, should have won. But it's hard to win every week in the NFL. Once teams get your mojo and get you on film, it's it's a little tougher for you, regardless of how good you are, because people are game planning for you and they're yep. taking away certain weapons or they're taking away certain parts of the field. I just wouldn't press as much if I was 15. I would just let the game come to me and continue to be great. You know, he's so young. He's like Ben Roethlisberger, accomplished so much at an early age in his career. And so it becomes hard to, to, to do it every week. But he's still a great talent. He's always going to be a great talent and stay healthy and, you know, fight fight for what's right in Arrowhead. Andre, thank you so much. We appreciate it. We're going to all get the book. We're going to give it a read. Thanks so much for your time. It was cool. We're talking about Odell Beckham. This guy was Odell. My oh, man. For Odell. Hey, go to Andre Rise and WideOpen.com. Andre Rise and WideOpen.com. That's it, baby. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome back. We end every week with what we call our GMFB Certified 100% Grade A Grass-Fed Top Choice Pigskin Picks of the Week. We all pick one team we think is going to win. There's great games this weekend. Raiders, Chiefs, Packers, Seahawks, Browns, Patriots. But uh, I'm talking about one game in particular. Last year, I started coaching first and second grade flag football. Our team, the Crimson Tide, was very, very young, and we didn't win a game. Not a single game. We Most of the games, we didn't score. But we learned a lot of lessons. This year, the kids are bigger, they're better, they're older, and we have not lost a game. That's the Crimson oh, Tide. Wow. And tonight, we have the league championship game against a very, very good Bruins team that plays a stalwart defense. It'll be under the lights, Friday night lights. And I just love these kids so much and these coaches that I want to have the second grade Crimson Tide for my pick as and Pierce and Ellie and Devin and Wyatt and Henry and Brian and Hudson and Odin and my sweet Calvin. Guys, be warrior poets tonight. Let's bring this thing home. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you. Good luck. We'll see you guys on Monday right here. Same time, same place. Enjoy the weekend. Oh, boy. I don't want to go outside. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.